Run, 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 run. Keep going. Keep going, keep going, keep on. A little bit of power now. You're my sunshine. me every time no kidding happy wednesday everybody yeah how about you hbs how are you i'm good had a fun flight last night i heard tell me about it uh did a little cross country to the strategic air command uh museum in near omaha and outside of there they've got like an atlas 5 missile and a few other things displayed so i went and buzz that came back and 
almost broke my 360 camera foot dragon just bent the heck out of it and uh and then i botched my first landing since february it was it was a hoot i loved it we flew with like nine people and two hot air balloons nice did you get video of the hot air balloons oh you know me i got video of everything sweet can't wait for that video to come out Okay, so I am back at the airport, Tomahawk Regional Airport. Eric is doing two tandems with some locals that um, did not get a chance to go up this weekend. They came out um, Saturday morning during the pancake feed just after we had got all down from flying, or everyone except me got down from flying. And... Um, they contacted him yesterday, so he's out there, and Karen just got down. She rushed in here. Deweese had to go get Savannah, um, Eric's daughter, from Cheer, so she's just logging in now. And um, Randy's out there helping Eric, and Steve is still flying through the air. So we're going to say hi to – oh, Deweese was in here, but she's not in here anymore. Um, we'll bring Deweese in when we can, but we're going to start with Karen, Karen up. She is still here in Tomahawk. I don't want her to leave. <laughs> How are you, Karen? You're on mute. Hang on. Okay. You're on mute. There you go. Okay. Oh, there's Deweese. Yep. Hi, Deweese. Hi. Hi. All, all right, Karen. Get that so piano? tell us what you've been up to. What? Tell us what you've been up to. Well, I just got down. Um, I ran up, to, just did a quick 10, 15 minute flight and came down and uh, put my stuff away really quick and came racing in here. So a little out of breath. <laughs> so I can't hear you. I think you are muted. Sorry. You yeah, I was. So you, how was the flight? You said it was a tad bit bumpy. Yeah, it was a little bumpy, um, but it was tolerable, which is good for me to to get my bump tolerance up a little because usually when it gets bumpy, I turn around and then for for <laughs> landing. So this was good. It forced me to guys stay up for a little while. I stayed up my 10 or 15 minutes and then came down. So Yeah, you, you kind of fly like me, 10 or 15, and I'm good. Um, so you're a foot launcher, right? I am, yeah. I've never tried, so I've only done foot launch. Uh oh, are we say that part again? What? Oh, are we? Uh, yeah, we're, we're all lagging. I think same one. Yeah. Uh, should one of us switch over to the Wi-Fi at the airport? I will. Okay, I will. Try that. Okay. So just tell tell them what you fly and how long you've been flying. Where you, actually start out where you've where you learned. Okay. I started at Aviator, uh, March of 2021. Um, me, my husband really wanted to fly. I didn't really want to fly, but he wouldn't do it without me. So I, uh, told him fine. It, we, if, if we found some good training, it would either be a, an adventure holiday and we'd walk away and not do it. Or if I ended up liking it, we would buy the equipment and pursue forward with it. So we, uh, I, after my first flight, turned out I, I liked it. I thought I could do it. And so we bought the equipment and we've been traveling around flying ever since. So uh, we just, Jade is still gone. So what do I fly? I fly, uh, she, what did she ask me? What I fly, right? 
I fly yeah. Flyprex um, Rider, the Rider Thrust, I think it's called. Um, it breaks down really well. We are full-time RVers, so it has to fit in the back of our truck. And so that was pretty much our decision to choose that one because it broke down the easiest and fastest for us. And uh, so that's what I fly. What kind of motor do you have on it? Oh, an Adam 80. Adam 80. So, okay. Yeah. Everyone keeps telling me I need, I should go up to the Moster for more thrust, but I like my Adam 80. So I'm Hey, if you with... like it, there's nothing wrong with it. Um, okay. So the, I thought that was interesting. You said that your husband was really into it. You sort of weren't and you kind of got pushed into it. Uh, I trained about the same time you did. And I took my little brother with me and he didn't know anything about PBG. He just wanted to hang out with me. And he ended up being the best in the class. He doesn't oh, fly anymore. But uh, I'm curious, um, because your husband was the driver for it, and you necessarily didn't want to get into it. How, how was your feelings like learning it and actually doing it for the first time? Like what was going on in your head? You know, um, I, I, I've mentioned this now multiple times, especially at the fly-in. I, I think Aviator did a fantastic job of preparing me. I, I, while I never really wanted to fly, in fact, the first question they asked was, why, you know, why are you here? Why do you want to fly? And my answer was, yeah, I really don't want to fly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here because my husband wants me to be here. But I really like adventure. So for me, it was like, well, okay, this is just going to be a new adventure. And either I can do it and be confident in it or I won't. Um, and I feel like Aviator did a fantastic job of breaking down all the barriers that I was like fearful of. It was like before we even started flying, I feel like the, the pattern they followed was um, exactly what I needed to just feel comfortable. And by time, you know, my toes were done and we were doing, you know, taxi practice and, and then I was supposed to fly and I, I was ready to go at that point when they said, yep, you're going. I was like, oh, all right, I'll do it. You know, and my first flight, I came down, felt confident, wasn't, uh, uh, didn't have the fears that I thought I would have. Um, I'm not really afraid of heights, so it wasn't, you know, so it worked out. And, wow. um, yeah, and it was pretty, pretty cool. much the second or third flight. Then, I, you know, we were already talking about we had to start organizing, buying the gear because being because we're full-time RVers, it's hard to get things shipped. Mm -hmm. So we were working with Aviator almost immediately of how to get equipment right away and so before we left. So that's kind of what we did. So you had an experience where it, to you it felt like it was structured to your needs and you just like learn this makes sense, learn this makes sense, I'm going to do it, everything fits in where it should be. Yeah, and it felt. For I wish me, that worked that way it, for everybody. <laughs> yeah, for me, it was exactly what I needed. I, you know, I don't know if the whole two week training is needed for everybody, but it was definitely needed for me. And I'd say my husband too. I mean, both of us. By the time we left, we were feeling kind of confident. But I'm glad I had two full weeks of 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 you know training and someone there with me and holding me. So. And what's your overall feelings about it? Like now, is this something that you have a Jones to do? often like if you haven't flown for a while does it feel natural to you like what's your overall feelings you know it was hard to begin with because being full-time RVers we had to keep finding locations that we could fly nothing was consistent you don't you know you don't know what your you know every airport we showed up at was different and so um it wasn't until we actually got to Salton Sea fly-in that I really built a confidence because that was where I could just I just did touch and go. That was the first time I ever did touch and goes because the wind was good enough. And I was just able to do them over and over and over and over. And 
by time we left Salton Sea, that was when I really felt like, okay, now my confidence is up. Now I feel like I can, you know, I just had so much more experience practicing spot landings, practicing all those things that were, I was always so fearful of. Um, after Salton Sea, I really felt, you know, much, much more confident. We stayed, and I, I didn't do any of this at Salton Sea. I did it after everybody left. And the, oh. the beach and and then I just practiced. <laughs> yeah, I got there super early. I didn't bump into you, did I? No, I saw you fly by one time in your your outfit. <laughs> oh, with Dimitri. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but that no, um, I, I don't think we did bump into each other. But yeah, so for for me, it was just being there at that with that great wind, the consistent wind, and and then I was just able to just practice and practice. So. Yeah. The the wind there is is pretty fantastic. Yeah. So now in general, I'm just much more confident. I, I don't have as fear of, of, I've had two engine outs. And so I was always, fair, one was at practice and one went as I was coming down for a landing. So I'm, I was always very fearful of what would happen if I'm just up in the middle of nowhere and I get an engine out. And, um, and now I feel a little more confident. I've been, you know, of just, I feel more confident practicing all that and doing all that. So I, I just in general, my confidence level is going up and up and up and I'm enjoying, I, I enjoy flying. Although I do laugh that if my husband said tomorrow, ah, I don't want to fly anymore. I'd be like, okay, let's sell everything. <laughs> so but Susan I, Ray, she asks, uh, what were Karen's top five hardest things to get rid of in order to RV full-time? <laughs> Funny question, Susan. Um, hardest things. Steve just walked in. Come on over. Uh, what you got to get him on video. You got to get him on video. Yep, here he comes. Um, hardest Hello. things to get rid of. Um, hmm. I don't know. You know, we had prepared for full-time RVing for so long that mentally we were already getting rid of everything in our minds of what we wouldn't need. And we took with us everything we wanted. I, okay. My sunroom. That's the one, that's the one thing I couldn't take with me. Um, and for me, it was a set of tools. I had a, a, a lot of additional tools that we couldn't take with, so I had to leave those behind. Yeah. Um, but but we take, you know, anything we really wanted is with us. Um, our neighbors and friends, you know, from where we were, were hard to just yeah. kind of you know, take off. And my rock climbing gym. That's yeah. the other thing I, I don't I miss the most um, is is being able to climb with my group of friends over, you know, multiple times a week. So I'd say that's the, those are the things that just in general is, is the heart, the hardest things that we get, you know, phys yeah, physical things weren't really as big for us as big right, of a deal. Right. So. It was easy to give, get rid of the lawnmower, easy to get rid of the snow <laughs> shovel. All those things are really easy. <laughs> Man, the YouTube audio mix on his voice is like perfect. It, like I know he's like that radio just, just warm and resonating. He did do radio when he was 16. He was yeah. in a radio studio. YCA <laughs> FM 93.5 FM. So, and uh, just some, somebody said something at the beginning here before. Uh, how did you two decide oh. to live on the road? So how? Well, I back in in 2011. Um, Karen went through some medical stuff and we kind of reset our long-term plans, you know, was I going to keep working until I was 65 and then, uh, you know, risk not maybe health, not being there to be able to enjoy it. So we started looking for, I started looking for, you know, things to do adventurous things to do. We love to travel. 
So I was trying to figure that out. And um, we, I came up with the idea through watching some YouTube videos of other couples that were full-time RVers. And I showed Karen, was this something you'd ever do? And she went, oh, I don't know about that. I, I wasn't on board right away of selling everything and moving into yeah. the RV. But we rented an RV in 2015 and spent a month uh, with our fam with our three boys up going up to Alaska and it was great. We, we really enjoyed it. And that you seem like you have like really good persuasive skills. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, huh? Yeah. Well, it was me that wanted to drive to Alaska. So he decided, hey, let's rent the RV and give this a whirl. So we actually for 30 days we left Chicago, went to Alaska and back and and it was a trip of a lifetime. Eight thousand four hundred miles. Yeah. In one but, but I would say by by like the first few days of that trip, it was like, oh yeah, I could live this way. This is awesome. <laughs> and so that was that was it for me. And then from that point on, it was just trying to figure out how when, to when and yeah. How. Well, and we had we still had at that point still had a I guess he would have been about fifteen. Yeah, he would have been a fifteen year old. So um, you know we obviously couldn't leave him behind, and, and so um, or it was been difficult to take him. You know. Uh, full time at that point. So we had to wait for him once he already knew where he was going to go at 18. So it was easy enough for us as he approached 18 to start really considering moving into the RV and what it took. So, but mentally we had started way back, you know, he had started, you know, he'd been thinking about it for, mm -hmm. you know, eight to nine years prior I to see Angela's him. question. Angela Presley asked, so do you work on the road? So for the first two years, I was able to work full time remote. Um, we had good internet connections because Karen always kind of made sure that's where we were traveling to. Um, and I work full time. Uh, I work in the computer technology area. And so it was easy to take it remote. Um, this is before COVID. Um, and then in the beginning of 2021, I retired and have been now because she was having too much fun. She retired to go on the road. I, I couldn't take my job on the road. So I, I retired. I was working and she was having all this fun. And I'm going, hey, wait a minute, let's, let's accelerate this. And I then I retired. So, yeah. <laughs> so it looks like Jason asked a question about the brand of wing and size. Um, I fly a Spider 3. We both fly Spider 3s. I fly a 24 uh, meter. Steve flies a 28 meter. On fly products. Uh, yep. Um, I told him about the writer. Okay, the writers, yeah. Us. And um, yeah, and he has a Moster 185, and I have the Adam 80. Mm -hmm. So, which aviator structure gave you and your husband your tandem ride? Um, Mike Brown. Huh? We didn't have Mike. Uh, we had AJ. Yep. Right? Yeah, oh, AJ, AJ gave ours. And uh, and Dave Nickerson was my uh, uh, awesome instructor. He did a fantastic job. So, so tell us a little bit about your rock climbing history. How you got into that? That would have been my middle son. He. Um, uh, he started at school in a, like a climbing club and he got really got into it. And, um, he, he, so much so that he wanted to take us climbing. Um, so, uh, we went outside and as soon as I did it one day, it was, I started doing it and I'm thinking, why am I paying for him to be an adult at the climbing gym? I could totally be the adult and he can be the child, you know, right. And so I immediately got home, went home, signed, signed myself up and, uh, met a you know, a crazy group of gals who climbed weekly. And from that point on, I was. They had a, they had a great gals group name. It was Girls Against Gravity. Mm -hmm. Gals Against Gravity. Gals Against Gravity. Yeah, gals Against Gravity. And, you know, it kind of found my tribe then, you know, the, the group of gals that just, you know, every week, just we, we nobody'd miss. We'd always be there week, at, week after week after week, at least one or two times a week, we'd get together and climb. So, um, 
That's neat. <laughs> so, and then my so son and I also climb. Hmm? What other types of hobbies do you have, both of you? Both of us. We hike. Well, I like to hike more than Steve, but he goes with me. <laughs> we, we got e-bikes, so we drive. We go on bike rides. We uh, have inflatable kayaks, so we go kayaking. Um, paramotoring. Paramotoring. Scuba diving. Scuba so we, diving. we also scuba dive. Yeah. How do I get that sort of a relationship? <laughs> but speaking with, uh, how long have you guys been married? 32 years. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. I got to tell you, though, oh, these two people are amazing. I mean, we've met Karen and Steve through some of the shows in the past, and usually it's been Karen that kind of sits in and Steve just sits in the background because he acts like Randy and wants to stay out of it. <laughs> and he stays up late with us. And I thought she was a quiet kind of gal. She came here and she is a monster. She is athlete. She is like Rachel Blocker, you know, and it's like put those two in a ring and they'll giggle and laugh and have so much fun. And I mean, you guys are amazing. I mean, you you Thanks, you, you are so good together, yeah. and yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So great you know, couple. Were you guys uh, able to have that kind of freedom? Have you ever thought about free flight? Well, free flight. What's that mean? Uh, just paragliding <laughs> uh, without the motor. Oh, 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 without the motor. No, yeah, no, I don't have an interest. That would mean I'd have to spot land every time, and yeah, no. <laughs> where you are. <laughs> so I, I i really do prefer to have the elevator button with me all the time so i can always recover from any situation and, and although and kiteboarding jade mentioned that and that got my because we saw that when we were in the keys in 2020 and i was like wow that looks pretty cool yeah. um <laughs> kiteboarding would be wild yeah it's so. fun until they tell me they're sharks <laughs> uh, you just glide over them, right? It'll be fine. And then I can't hear my instructor anymore, and that's when I freaked out. <laughs> I'm going to need a bigger kite. <laughs> right. Angela says, do you plan LZ to LZ, or do you plan your next uh, play uh, where you're going, or you just go LZ to LZ? Oh, we plan our travels. We're, we're kind of um, the wing it kind of a couple weeks. We're fairly flexible, like, like we don't really have reservations, you know, going forward at, at this point. Um, we're heading, you know, we'll just head north and hope for the best. Um, but uh, so what I will do is when we're starting to look at like where, we're, you know, usually when we get to one place, I'll start looking forward to the next place. And at that point, I will start looking around to see if there are any airports in the area. Um, a lot of times I'm on, like if I know we're going to a state, I'm, um, I'll get on the um, Facebook groups for those areas and ask people where LZs are. So that, that way, yeah, as we're kind of looking forward, I can see if there's an LZ along somewhere that I want to, you know, that we can stop at. <laughs> nice background there. <laughs> Jay. Well, Jason said we he feels like he's watching the Brady Bunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jason, that's my kid's name, Brady. <laughs> so what, there's something that, that people don't realize about full-time RVing is you do kind of have to have one of the people, one of, if it's a couple, one of the two people at least, that are interested in planning, and, planning. And, and, and looking at, it could be, when I try to do it, and I have occasionally tried to plan something out, it wears me out because of all the decision fatigue. Well, we could do it this way or this way or this way. And it's kind of exhausting. 
I think she enjoys it. And so she really tries to figure everything out, drops pins on Google Maps of interesting things. So whenever we get back to that area, we don't, she doesn't have to do the original research again. So it's a talent or an interest to, to do it well. Um, and, and she does, she takes all that stuff, you know, can, can she rock climb? Can we yeah. paramotor? <laughs> Every, yeah, biking, bike hiking, trails, yeah. rails to trails to do? Is there places to kayak? That's all part of the planning. It's, yeah. It takes a lot of time, but it's- And you play pickleball. And we, oh yeah. Now that's our new one. Pickleball, that's yeah, fun. we started that, well, we started about almost like a year, now, eight months ago, nine yeah. months ago now. Pickleball is a blast. play pickleball. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to get Jade and Dweez into it. And, and actually, so, you know, how do we find these things? Well, pickleball, there's apps for it that'll tell you about, you know, where, where open play is. Um, you know, there's rails to trails to tell you about where e-bike rides are and, and then it's, and then there's Facebook groups to tell us where the launch zones are, or or there's just uh, using Sky Vector or whatever to find uh, airports. We take good luck with yeah. private airports and municipal airports. Just calling up the airport manager and saying, "Hey, you know, we'd like to come fly. What do you what, what are the rules around your airplane around your airport? Sorry, mm -hmm. and uh, that's worked out fairly well. We've only been turned away a couple of times. Mm -hmm. Is that my ride out there? Oh yeah, Dweez. <laughs> Louise is flying tonight. I'm flying tonight. I'll hear. I'll hear. Louise fly. So it looks like Angela wants to know about the fly-in. It was awesome, Angela. We had a lot of campers. What do we have, Jade? How many campers did we end up with? 15, 20? I think there was about 20 campers, give or take a few. And then we had 16 registered pilots. And that was... Perfect for us. Yeah, it was. So, a lot. It was for someone like you too. Yeah, the confidence, the confidence of not having so many. Like when I was at Salt and Sea, there were just so many people in the air. Um, I haven't been to Bad Apples, but I assume it's probably similar. But here it was great because even though there were people flying the LZ and whatnot, you still could. It wasn't so busy that you you couldn't get in for a landing in a fairly reasonable amount of time and. People um, weren't showboating in front of the landing zone, so you yeah. could get in and out without yeah. feeling like you're a little yeah. at yeah. risk. So it was great. Um, the weather held up. We were able to fly, oh, I think everything but what uh, Sunday morning, right? I mean, Sunday morning. Yeah. Montana, yeah. he still didn't believe the, the app, so he went up and he came right back down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty windy. Um, yeah. I, I had my first base plant, so that, that was good. That I was on, on launch. I almost had it on camera. You didn't get it me. Was kind of a, it was a, oh, and then Steve ran over and he had her on on chatting with her. And then all of a sudden he started busted out laughing. And then she comes up, she's laughing. And I was like, okay, I can launch take a picture now. Launch, launch. I started, I, 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 um, I was struggling to keep the, get the, the wing past the power band. So I started to try to give myself a little power to get moving. Unfortunately, I was not facing upright. I was facing downward. And oh, okay. I knew I'm tripping into the ground. <laughs> Rove herself into the ground. That was funny. A power face plant. Rachel wants to know if there were mosquitoes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I'm still itching. Yeah, there were mosquitoes. Mm-hmm. But so, there were mosquito spray. <laughs> yeah. What yep. What and were uh, some of your best flights it. that you've had to date, like locations or just in general experiences that you've had? 
I like uh, flying near water. Um, so this here Tomahawk was beautiful up by the, I love to fly and just look at the views of the, the and here it was the river, Wisconsin River. Is that, the, is that what yeah. the system is? Um, we've flown down by Panama City Beach. That was oh, amazing. Yeah. Um, we were up by, yeah, we were up by Figure Lakes. That was a really good one yep. in New York. Um, so Salton Sea. Salton Sea was pretty cool. And yeah. I, I, I love the water, the beach there, you know, for the smooth air. And then in the early morning and late evening, um, uh, canyon flying was just amazing. Yeah. I've never seen that before. And that was super cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I got to do that last or this year too. And that was like one of my best. Yeah, yeah. amazing. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah, that was, that, that, those were, those were some pretty flights there in Salton Sea. So um, we also got to fly down by San Felipe, Mexico, um, and that was pretty. We were right on the uh, the water front there in San Felipe. Uh, it's on the Baja, so we were on the Sea of Cortez, I think that is. So um, that was cool. So yeah. Do you have a Do you have a wish list of what you'd like to do next? Flight wise. Yeah. Um. I just want to get some more water and I need to practice my kiting. So I want to get to some laminate, uh, uh, mm. laminar winds. Um, so we, I think we're going to go to Galveston in November and I'm hoping that will be some decent flying weather. I might see you down there then. Oh, yeah? I am planning on trying to do the same thing. Oh, yeah. for, for some of November, the whole month of November, what's your thought? After Thanksgiving, I want to go down to Galveston for about two weeks. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, we should be in the area. We'll be there till December seventh. Sort of, we're, we're not committed to anything, but that's the tentative plan. <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah. going to be committed to me. I'll let you know. <laughs> You're moving into our RV with us, are you? <laughs> yeah. We sleep on the couch. That's about all the room we have. Sure, just make sure he's wearing his paramotor girl attire. <laughs> 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 all right. Deweese, you want to ask Angela's question? Angela says she's got a very important question. Are Karen and Steve Bears fans? Eh, yeah, once a Bears fan, you know, once you have your 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 team, it's your team, you know. So, yeah, I guess we are. <laughs> yeah, it, I, I, it's hard on the road to be able to watch the games because, you know, I don't have Bears TV, you know, whenever, wherever we are. So it's hard to see them. Um, so I've kind of lost touch a little bit with the with the team since we've been gone. But. Yeah, I, I, that doesn't mean I'm a, any, a fan of any other team any better. So I guess I'm still a Bears fan. <laughs> the only thing in their respects is another bear. <laughs> All right. Um, any, any scary yeah. flights or malfunctions? Mm. <laughs> yeah, me. Um, <laughs> uh, malfunctions, I did it actually in training. I had um, uh, that uh, Adam A.B. Carvice issue on the older Adam 80s that, that the school was using for training. So I got up to about, I don't know, 40 or 50 feet and my idol just kind of went and stopped idle. It stopped um, uh, giving me any thrust yeah. power. So basically Dave in my ear is just like, okay, you're coming down, hit the kill switch. So I'm like, okay, I'm coming down. So that one wasn't too bad because I was right there and, and I had somebody in my ear to deal with it. Um, the biggest one though I had was we were trying, so. The, the elevation thing is a problem for me because I don't get the lift with that Adam 80. Um, and um, so we were trying to fly in up by Glacier National Park area. So we were up in Montana and it, and it was about 3000 feet elevation. It was like the lowest place we could find in that whole area to fly. So 
unfortunately it was a completely no win day and we were struggling to get going. And I, I just, so I got going and I was like barely like 10 feet. It didn't seem like I was getting any lift at all. And there was this big bush coming. And again, I was still fairly newer. So I didn't quite have that whole, you know, I could actually, once I'm off the ground steer thing, I'm just like, ah, you know, going straight. And um, there's this big bush in front of me. So it, I made the decision to turn left, which probably should have gone the other way, but I didn't. And there was two trees, like two, there was like a break in the trees that I thought, oh, okay, I can get through there. So I started heading that way. And now I'm maybe somewhere between 10 and 15 feet off the ground. And as I was going that way, I was crossing over some railroad tracks where I then looked down and see the light of a train, you know, right, <laughs> you know, coming. I didn't realize it, but the train was parked. I thought it was coming at me. And now I'm really freaking out. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, this train. I'm like, I'm like right at train level here. And um, so I didn't, then because I'm freaking out, I didn't quite clear the trees and I picked up some leaves and branches she in, had my, leaves in, her, in, in her my cage and in my Thank goodness I didn't get caught in a tree and finally did make it up into the sky. So and, I'm on uh, the ground. You've got communication supposedly <laughs> don't work too well. And I'm on the ground. <laughs> she goes behind the tree and behind the bush and she disappears. Uh, and I couldn't see her. And I, you know. And all he heard in his, his ears was, I, oh, she. <laughs> so I'm taking off all my stuff. And go, oh no! Running to go see what happened to me. Where'd she go? And then she popped out because he thought I had it right for the trees. There, yeah, were, he didn't know was, there was the break in the trees. I thought she was for sure stuck in the trees. <laughs> I didn't fly after that for a long time, um, mainly because we were in elevation, and I was, you know, so afraid to fly in um, in anything at elevation again. So. I don't know. Since you know. then, we've gotten a three-blade EPROP to give her just a little bit more thrust, um, a new throttle to try and give her a little more comfort with the... Uh, yeah, I got the off-grid now. Um, I think also to just understanding more of how strong winds help my lift and stuff. I, you know, now when I'm in elevation, if I just choose a windy day, I'll, it'll be yeah. much better for me than a no-wind day in, a, no, in high elevation. So Yeah, yeah um, I always like days that start off with some wind and then smooth off. Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't care if it's bumpy the first half hour. As long as yeah. it's smooth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're in the air then. I can kite at least then. When there when there's wind, I can get the kite up at least. And then I can yeah. get some. Mm -hmm. So Steve, no malfunctions or anything scary for you? Um nothing scary. No Malfu uh, malfunction. malfunction. What he did have uh we were it was early on again. We it was like uh, you know, just a couple of months after training. He got he we laid out our wings in a field yeah. that had kind of long stick things like uh, left over from kind of sticky bushes, you know, yeah. but they're short, shorter, six inches tall. And as I took off, I think I got some lines caught and it got caught around the prop, pulled the lines and bent the uh, cage. And the whole thing buckled in. And yeah. So I screwed up my cage. So I've had I, that's not really a malfunction. It's more of a pilot error taking off in the wrong place without clearing sure. line uh, sort of situation. But so, yeah, that that's happened. He's never had any scary flights, though. No. Not like me. Fortunately. Yeah. Were you worried about, okay, who is this? Matt Sloper. Were you worried about going to Mexico with your RV and PPG gear? I hear some countries charge a fee. Um, yes, we were very worried. I was on whatever Facebook groups I could ask, um, asking folks, you know, what their experience was. Um, we did get a lot of feedback saying that people had gotten charged. And, but then when we, we went with actually an RV 
group um, because we didn't really know what it was like to cross the border. So our first time over, we kind of wanted to go with an RV group. So there were like 50 of us. So they kind of were the ones like, you know, I've seen people bring over lots of toys and never did they ever stop us. So we decided because our we break our, we always break down our um, paramotors all the way down to the motor, right? Because that's the only way we travel them in the back of a, a F-150 pickup with a, um, a, a, a cat topper. Um, so we just kind of rearranged the, our, the back so that they were just in the back and we weren't really purposely trying to hide them. We just threw a whole bunch of stuff kind of back there on top of them. They kind of looked like generators or they didn't really, you wouldn't know what it was necessarily. And then we stuck our big e-bikes, our folding e-bikes right behind them. And the guy, because we were there with a group of 50 RVs and the mayor of the town was there to greet us. And, you know, it was kind of a more of a cursory, just pass these people through type of thing. They did come through. They did open our back. They looked at the bikes, asked questions about the bikes. He just kind of looked around the rest of it and then walked away. Never asked us anything more. So, I mean, we're never stopped at a checkpoint. There, there are military checkpoints as you're driving along Mexican highways. Um, and when we did stop, there was no problem, you know, just going through, you know, so they didn't stop us. They could, of course. And if you're by yourself, if you leave your paramotor out in the back of the visible of your truck, it's going to be more obvious that there's something there that they might ask questions about. So your mileage may vary. For us, it was no problem at all. I don't know if yeah, I'm sorry, what? How far did you go across the border? About two and two hours to San Felipe. Okay. Um, it's on Baja. It's all very safe. We were we were walking around San Felipe at ten o'clock at night. It was completely, great. Completely, you really know, nice. it was very it was very safe. Very, yeah. I mean, the Baja. A lot is of very expats nice. from the U.S. live down there too. Have mm -hmm. you know winter homes down there? Yeah. Okay. So, mm -hmm. um, Jason's got a question. Um, have you ever tried a Moster 185? Me, yeah. Um, so we we they wanted me to try. Steve wanted me to really consider the Moster 185 because of the elevation flying and knowing we'd be in the West. Um, unfortunately, in training, when I was going to try it, I was mentally like, I just like this Adam 80. I'm just comfortable. I don't want to switch type of mentality. So it was just fail from start to finish. I didn't even get, get up in the skies. I couldn't even kite. It was just, so, you know, in the end, we just realized this is just, if I'm going to be comfortable, we needed to just do the Adam 80. And, and we fly with what it can, it can do. You know, we stay within its capabilities. I've considered trying Steve's, but we'd have to change his hang points and all that. So we just, it's kind of like, meh, we're not really seriously considering swapping it out at this point. So maybe in the future, I mean, now that I'm so much more confident and, I, to be honest, though, I, even he can't start that Moster 185 sometimes. And I like my Adam 80 that I can throw it on my back. It's, you know, uh, I can pull start it. I can, you know, I just feel more confident that if my motor went out in the air, I could pull start it again. And I just don't think I'd have that confidence with the uh, the Moster 185. So I'm going to go try one out here pretty soon, uh, Adam 80, because I threw one on my back the other day and I was like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, Right, we should swap, swap motors. <laughs> he won't get off the ground at all. Yeah, well, I know. Well, maybe with your wing. I, I don't always need a lot of like rocket up, but I did <laughs> want to bring up a. Somebody mentioned a comment at the beginning. Aaron, I he said that when you guys pre-flight your motors, you guys will actually like then pre-flight each other's motors, just yeah. in case. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we do yeah. just just so that you know we can easily like I have the bad habit of actually when I fill gas. 
leaving the gas cap off. And so she yeah. looked, you know, she remembers, she remembers to look for that. And I think you've caught it once, at yeah. least once that I've left it, you know, so. Yeah. And just because we completely break down every time it's, I mean, we've got to put together our entire cage, our prop. There's been a couple times that he's put the prop on backwards. If he actually, I didn't pre-flight his once, and yeah. the prop fell off because he didn't have the screws in the right place. And he, yeah, he, it's uh, a mess. So I think we just kind of got into the habit that it's probably a good idea for us to just, you know, once ours are, we we completely kind of put our own together, and then it's kind of like, all right, check yours out while I check, you know, check. I'll check each other's out and make sure that. We just didn't miss anything because there's just you know a lot of pieces to get. To get. And another thing that's it's easy to do is get your your harness a little bit the, the uh, uh, buckles you know wrapped around the wrong direction of, of things and so I always go through hers to make sure it's untangled because I hate it when I realize I'm not quite set right in my harness because something's twisted over. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's just it, it's worked out well. It only takes a couple minutes. Yeah. So. Um, I just wanted to know how long you've been flying. Well, we trained in March of 2021. So since then, and we we kind of flew consistently until uh, July, July of 2021. Then we probably took a good four month break because we were, I tried that flight and I did it. and But then we didn't fly again until probably until we, I think it was September that we got into um, Utah and we were down in St. George and got into um uh, like more of thousand foot, twelve hundred foot elevation, and then it was like, all right, now I'll do it again. So, so going so back to the Mexico trip, Susan wants to know um, if you did the midnight flight. No, we used the same U.S. rules, so we did the same. You know, no, no flying after. Uh, we didn't actually know the the rules in Mexico. We weren't sure it was even legal, but we, we were kind of yeah. We tried to ask around. We didn't ask in San Felipe. We tr but there was a guy flying like he was trying to give rides in his ultra light type of yeah um, yeah. He had it was a, like a powered parachute. Yeah, like a powered parachute. Well, it wasn't a powered parachute. Yeah. It was a power paraglider. Whatever. Para, what do you call those? Para. Whatever. Yeah. You know, it's the triangle wing. Whatever, yeah. whatever those are called. But he, but, and, and we had seen there were some schools, but we had heard it was actually not legal to fly in Mexico. And then I'd heard other conflicting things like, you know, they wanted your certifications. And so we just kind of tried to keep it down on the low. We only went up a couple times and didn't try to, you know, we weren't show, well, I don't showboat anyway. I go really high and stay really high and nobody really sees me anyway. <laughs> so. Um. But it was nice beach takeoffs and landings. So do we Tony out in Vegas wants to know, um, this is Tony and Angela. Do you guys have a YouTube channel? Well, um, kind of, I, I don't keep it up anymore. We did it years ago when we first went on the road so we could put up videos for my father-in-law, but nobody was really watching them and it was a lot of work. So we kind of stopped doing it. Um, but we do have a Facebook group and they're both called home wherever we roam. So those are, we have a Facebook um, uh, page that that's our, kind of our travel log and that's kind of where we post up what we're doing and that kind of stuff. And so. Um, Mad Sloper out in Vegas also is asking, have you guys thought about getting into paragliding? Oh, oh, he's not asking me. He's asking you. <laughs> so yeah, paragliding. No, it's, it's at least not at this point in time. We're, we're, I, 
we, I think we prefer having the engine. Yeah, I, that whole spot landing thing kind of makes me nervous. So, yeah. We're pretty conservative when it comes to flying. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, just trying to go through. Steve, do you see any other questions I might have missed? Sorry, Aaron, I missed yours in the beginning there. No, it's just interesting about the paragliding and spot landing. So I've got a huge interest in eventually paragliding. But again, I have that same thing about spot landing and not wanting to land in a tree and whatnot. Right. Exactly. And so I started practicing high up spot landings. But even when I'm doing cross countries, I'll fly like 2000 feet. Just in the instance, I have a motor out, so I have plenty of time to decide of where am I going to shoot or how am I going to plan for this? Mm -hmm. Yeah, us too, for sure. That's how we fly, Steve. Yeah, we, I, I don't, but I've, I've, I've heard from a lot of people though, that paragliding changes you like, because it's totally different. You, you look for thermals and, and right. you just, you look at the airway different. You're not just going in, you know, calm. I'm interested in it. I eventually want to do it, but it's probably going to be a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not going to say no, but at this point, we're we're happy doing the flying. Yeah, I'll try anything five times. <laughs> it's also kind of scary just jumping off a mountain without you know uh, a motor on your back, not knowing whether the air is going to catch you or not. Really, I mean, it's it's kind of a <laughs> I don't know. We were where were we? We were in Lima, Peru, um, and there were there was a mount, like a whole area where they just kind of they literally they were taking people up and. They literally just jumped off the side of the mountain and they would fly back and forth and then land back at the same spot. It was amazing. It yeah. was amazing. amazing. And you'd see them go down and then the lift would pull them back up. And I was thinking, man, that's got to that takes that was, a lot of guts. That was before we started paramotoring, yeah. but yeah. But they would take a lot of guts to do the first time, right? I mean, you've heard that before. I'm like, okay, I'm jumping off. But, yeah. It's so weird. Like, we, we paramotor and then it's like, oh, wait, no, that's scary. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, we're already on bed sheets and strings. <laughs> <laughs> our, our middle son skydives and so he's doing all kinds of you know acrobatics in the air and stuff like that and, you know I, that, that doesn't appeal to me you know I, 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 I like the kind of flying we're doing mm -hmm. uh, it's funny isn't it yeah you're in your own comfort zone yeah well, do you fly like, with a reserve um I just added my reserve again because of that whole thrust thing I've been was holding off on the weight issues but lately I've been watching the paramotor groups and, you know, people talking about it. And I just, we, I always had one. I just never put it on. So um, just right before this flying, I added it and I, it turns out it was not a big deal. I don't even feel it. It's just, it's just another pre-flight thing now for me. And I don't even write, you know, know it's there. So it's good. And I do not yet. I probably should. I just haven't, uh, mm -hmm. haven't got one and haven't put it on. And it looks like someone's asking about the water You're floats. Right, we, yeah, we do have power floats um, yeah. and we do use them when we're, we didn't use them here by the river. I never got close enough to worry about it. But if we're doing like beach flying and stuff like that, we'll definitely put on the power floats. Um, so, yep. Mm -hmm. I just um, eat a bunch of fiber because it makes me really gassy. So I know I'll be buoyant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mad sloper. I see. I, I know what you're saying with PPG being a blender. Um, I, I, when I was 15 years old, I, I uh, soloed in fixed wing gliders with the Civil Air Patrol. So I know what it means to to glide and fly in in uh, you know in really cool circumstances like that. We just haven't got there. We aren't in the mountains enough yet to, to really get mm -hmm. consider it too much. 
So Karen, I haven't seen your crazy son in here yet asking some questions, but yeah. uh, Tony's asking if you've ever been at a drop zone and flown with either uh, with your son. No, because he just um, he's he just got his he got it in Las Vegas, which I think is where Tony is, uh, just north of it. I think in Mesquite. He did his cert certification there. So we had already started heading east when he was doing that. And we actually haven't seen him since um, Christmas because he stayed west. And you think we were both full-time RVers. He's a full-time RVer too. You'd think we'd see each other more. And it's actually, we're on the opposite sides of the country right now. So um, we have not actually even met up with him since he started skydiving. So, um, so he keeps, he kept asking me, dad, you got to do uh, uh, tw you know, Tandem. uh, tandems and I want to jump off the front. <laughs> so he's like, oh, wrap me to your front and then take me up 5,000 feet so I can jump off. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, we were listening to Priscilla last week though. And I'm sure I was thinking, I was thinking of him like, oh yeah, right. So maybe yeah, we up with those two. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so I got a question for you, Karen. So I was talking to Jade before the show and she was just mentioning like, like you're just a, you seem like a high energy, like, person in general like you're always active like if you're not doing like p90x playing pickleball doing parable like you're just at it and it's something that, like i wish i could get back into like have you always been that way what's your driving factor you know um you know i i did do uh, a lot of sports and stuff i was a tomboy for sure um did a lot of sports as a kid um took a break from all of that as i was raising my kids and then um you know, as Steve mentioned earlier, uh, when I had my health issues back in, uh, I had, I had lymphoma and I had to go through chemo and I just, after I got done with that, I was kind of like this determination that I'm going to be stronger now than I ever was. And from that point on, I just kind of started working out. And then once I started rock climbing, um, I don't know if she's watching, but I have a crazy friend who works out just as much as me. So we kind of just keep each other going. And so we are just, um, we're, we're very high energy and um yeah so nice <laughs> so Jay, you're gonna be my buddy you're gonna be my accountability buddy <laughs> Look at our calendar steve every morning we get up we do the same workout calendar you know we're doing the same workout every day you can do it too and the rule is if you miss you have to do it the next day with the next one so you have to do two Double. the next day Here so that makes it so you really don't want to miss it <laughs> Yeah, if you watch her, you do not want to do them twice. <laughs> one day. About that. <laughs> but hey, I don't mean I'm. I feel and to me, I do like just. I, I also like just always feeling strong, knowing that if you know I can haul the five fifty pound motor on my back, I can lift it. I can do it all myself. I don't need help. And you know, I just I want to know I can just you know do that at any point, or go for that long hike, or go for that long bike ride, or kayak, or you know, um, rock climb. I love to rock climb. So I always like to be confident and strong for that. So, but Steve, it's annoying, right? We go on these e-bike rides and my battery's like dead. And she's like, you know, two, you know, down 20%. I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> and pickleball and pickleball. Steve's like, I'm done. And she's like, Come on, Steve. Let's play another game. <laughs> He's like, oh. <laughs> no, I liked hearing that portion of the story because, like, I've had moments in my life where, like, I'm just a ball of energy. But when I got into this, I was mentally the weakest and physically the weakest, and I'm still like powering through it. And so, to see yeah. someone like just driving after things is pretty cool. 
She's like the Energizer Bunny. <laughs> that many times. Yeah. What drugs are you taking? You tell me. Be honest. <laughs> you should see the green slime she eats every day. <laughs> Wait, this is for horses. <laughs> Tony says this is the only Karen that rocks. <laughs> oh. Thanks, Tony. <laughs> I'm looking forward to getting to that Gene, Nevada, and meeting you guys. <laughs> I'm hearing there's some boondocking and flying there that we can do there. They yeah. will hook you up. Yep. Mm -hmm. So Mad Slopers asking, where are you headed now? Um, well, just briefly, we're going to go up uh, um, a couple hours north from uh, from here in Tomahawk. Um, we're going to Apostle Island National Lakeshore. Mostly, we're just kind of lingering around here because we're going to go to the EA Oshkosh um, airship. We've so you're never only going to be away from me for about a week. Yeah, yeah. I, we, we really didn't want to leave the lair, so we said, "Oh, we got to come back." And so um, we're going up. I guess it'll just be a week because then we're coming back um, the following week to go to Ashkash with the lairs, and um, we'll, we've never been. Yeah. So when we decided to come up for, you know, when they announced the tomahawk fly-in, we said, "Hey, here's an opportunity to be able to do both the fly-in and the, the air show." So we kind of signed up for both. So yeah, I'll see you there. Nice. All right. Awesome. Great. So do you plan on flying um, in every state? Have you thought about that? You know, um, it wasn't, it wasn't like necessarily a goal. I do keep a um, Google map. Like I have a map of like a, with a pin of every place we've flown. So we'll see if it becomes that. Um, and probably once most of the states get, get filled in, we'll probably be like, Oh, Hey, we might as well finish filling in the rest of them. Um, so, I mean, basically, I want to fly to keep my confidence level up. I like to fly every one to two weeks, right? So that just puts us in every state, you know, wherever we're at, um, at the time we're trying to fly. So as we're trying to, we do have a goal to get to all the states. So, um, you know, it hopefully what will come along with it is the flying the, the paramotors in every state. So, so Tony, Angela, and Mad Sloper are basically begging you to come out. Mad Sloper's <laughs> got the new e-machine. Oh, my God. Oh, gosh. Oh, man. Cool. Oh, Steve's, oh, Steve's yeah. okay. When are we going to Las Vegas? <laughs> you should see the batteries. <laughs> Vegas is perfect time of year. Yep. And I, then October is good for you guys out there. Yeah, it's horrible out there now. We left just in time during spring break. Ah. Um, okay. Let's see. What are the best suggestions for someone who wants to start the RV life? Oh, um, you know what? Don't listen to people when they tell you what RV you need. You got to figure out on your own the best RV that will work for your type of travel. Um, and uh, you know what? There's and, and not everybody does it like us, right? I mean, there's full timing. There's part-timing, there's, you know, go out for a week at a time, go out for a month at a time, go out for, you know, half the year at a time, but, you know, try to figure out what you like best and figure out how to travel that and start, start with something and then build to it. So I guess that's how, that's what I'd have to say. Um, I talked to a lot of people that have told me, oh, somebody told me I had to get this or, you know, this type or, you know, that this is the right type and, and there's no right type for anybody. You got to figure out what works for you. I know uh, 
um, Deweese has been trying to convince Randy this entire week, week and a half, two weeks that you've been here, especially after meeting you guys um, about getting into that. And I told her, I said, being down in Mississippi where it's super hot right now, come north, you know, mm -hmm. and then we can maybe come see them when it's colder. Yeah. So, you hear that, Randy? Yes. We call it pacing the 70s, you know, trying to get 70 degrees, whether it's north, south. <laughs> yeah. Or lower elevation, upper elevation, trying to stay. In a, you know, we live our whole lives in Chicago in, in cold winters, and so it's nice not to to try and avoid that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Steve Clark, Clark is you. saying right. really nice meeting you this past week. He's the one that had the hawk. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Steve, you really you cool. showed up late. You're going to have to watch the intro. I had you in the intro with Maverick. Yeah, <laughs> you did. Yeah. Yeah, we set a fly in and he brought a bird. <laughs> a cool hawk. He brought a hawk. That was pretty cool. Right. Yeah. Definitely cool. Um, I see Matt Sloper has a, uh, do we miss having a permanent home to come home to? Uh, no, not at all. Um, you know, Chicago was nice, but we knew long term we did not want to stay in Chicago. So it was really easy for us to just sell everything. All our kids left Chicago, and now we still have family there. So we are in and out of Chicago seeing family. But um, no, I mean, I, I, we miss our friends. We miss our neighbors. Um, I miss my rock climbing gym. <laughs> but um, for the most part, we, we really enjoy the mobile home. We enjoy, in fact, we slowed down our travels a little while just this past couple of months due to gas, due to two things, gas, and we were kind of lingering around waiting for a friend to, to help her with something. And um, we were bored to tears, not moving. <laughs> so we got, we both kind of looked at each other and said, well, if gas prices like really went sky higher, or, like we ran out of gas, would we really be able to just sit still? What would we do? So <laughs> we've gotten antsy. Yeah, we've kind of gotten a little used to this constant movement life. So, so no, don't miss, don't miss it at all. So we have no end in date and end date at I'm all. I'm sure at some point we will, but it'll yeah. be a long time. Yeah. So I got two questions for you. One, um, can Steve like occasionally read bedtime stories for me because his voice is like. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the other thing is, I think it's amazing. Like, I always love this stuff. You guys have been together for so long, and and now just adventuring and and doing stuff that makes you happy. What's the secret sauce to find it and keep it going and Oh boy. I gotta know. I gotta know. <laughs> All right, hang on one second. Okay. Do we going on a flight? Woohoo! Uh, we'll be out there in a minute to watch a launch. <laughs> What's the secret sauce, Steve? Um I'm gonna make him answer this one. Yeah, you're gonna need to talk to me. So <laughs> I, I, I think it's being a little bit flexible, you know. She she agreed to do this paramotor thing, not because it was an interest of hers. It was an interest of mine. So putting yourself out for so that the other person had something that they enjoyed doing, it seems to work for us. I do the same thing for her. We do a little bit of rock climbing and then, and some longer hikes that I might like to do, but I do them anyways. I got you know, canyoneering. It was oh, no, that was not a thrilling experience. So, <laughs> canyoneering <laughs> is, is repelling. And and jumping into water and you know swimming through you know uh, it was crazy uh, jumping into freezing cold water but she wanted to do it I did it next time I'll bring a wet a wetsuit. 
So we, we both kind of go along with each other. We're not always happy with it, but yeah. you know, I mean, I think it, once you start doing it and you, you know, I mean, I, I'm always open to a new experience for whatever it is. And obviously that's why yeah. I'm flying. Um, I'm willing to try a lot. I won't jump out of a plane and do skydiving because I really don't like free falling, but um, I mean, there's so much, I didn't really want to sky scuba dive, but cause I thought I was afraid of fish, but turns out it wasn't so bad. It was easy. Now, you know, I've, been diving for years and I got hundreds of dives. So a hundred dives. So I, you know, I mean, I think for us, it's just keep trying and do new things and see what works for both of us. Yeah. I love that. (laughs) Well, you guys are like, like Angela said, an inspiration. Um, And I know Karen, you and I, what Steve, What were you going to say? Make them uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. We, we just live life. Yeah. And that's really the, the secret. We're really trying to live life, not let life go by. Right. Right. You guys are definitely uh, inspiration to a lot of us. I'm I'm certain of that. We're jealous. So um, I do want to say I'm hi to blind. I just drink and smoke, so you, like, blow me out of the water. <laughs> I do want to say hi to everybody. Sean Nafsker, thanks for joining. Linda, Angela, Aaron. Uh, let's see. Tony and Mad Sloper. Gladys from Aviator. Linda, Paramom. Steve Clark's video. Thank you again for he's Linda. sitting in the Menards parking lot right now. Um, let's see who else we got in here. We had Chris Gwynn in here and probably Kristen. Hi, guys. And Will and John Wayne actually made it. And Jason. Thank you, guys, all for coming on tonight and hanging out with us. We really appreciate it. Yeah, this this couple is pretty awesome. We've had them here. Um, when did you get here? Thursday? Wednesday? Yeah, Thursday. Yeah. Thursday, um, the day we moved um, all the campers over to the airport. Mm-hmm. And I'm sad to say that they're going to be leaving tomorrow, but happy to say that we'll probably reunite in another week. I think we can't be next to each other, so you're not getting rid of us. <laughs> you know, I am up for a adoption <laughs> Sand. Sand. um angela's asking where eric is eric is actually out um working with uh deweese they think that they're gonna try to sneak off and tomorrow also but we keep trying to come up with every excuse to keep them uh we we're trying to adopt them and keep them here. But Deweese has got an appointment on Monday. She has to go back. So we got her up on Saturday evening. She was the last flyer to go up. She flew um, Eric's trike, Eric's wing, just the single trike. But the only bad thing was she had, she's normally with a right-handed throttle. She now had to go to a left-handed. So that kind of, besides freaking out, thinking she's going to crash Eric's equipment. She was dealing with a left-handed throttle. So she was pretty nervous about it, but she did awesome. And then she came down and she did a, a, a touch and go twice 
but we, I thought she was doing it on purpose. And then she's like, I was too scared to come down. I thought I was going to crash. So she took off again, came right back round again, um, went up high, came back down and she landed and I got it on video. I got a little bit, um, the outro's got Deweese's takeoff. Um, so, oh, there's Eric. He's in the comments. Just wanted to pop in and say hi. Just got done doing two tandems and now working with Deweese. He's a so, workhorse. Yep. He's a keeper. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, yeah, he's been getting a lot of contact for people going up on tandem rides. And actually, the two younger gals that we took up this past week uh, at the fly-in, one wants to become a pilot. And Grandpa was just in tears just about um, because um, got it was the 20-year-old, and she wants to do this type of flying now. And I think she wants to be a – or she's going to school to be a pilot also. And I think Mom reached out to Northern Lights Paramotor today, and Eric was talking to her. And Mom, Karen, you were talking to her. You and Susan were letting her try on your your uh, foot launch unit, right? The mom? Could you repeat that, Jade? You just broke up. Oh, the mom. You you had the mom try on your unit. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think mom's kind of looking forward to uh, possibly doing this too. Dad's a pilot. Grandpa's a pilot. So it sounds like we might have the whole darn family out here next week. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, great. So, yeah. So Eric's starting to get some uh, business here and I'm still trying to learn to walk and so I can help out a little bit in the meantime and um, I'll be working towards my instructor tandem rating eventually. So um, I'm still cool. being potty trained. So that's what it is. <laughs> Tony says maybe he can afford his own razor. Yeah. Well, that's because we went out there and Eric had shaggy hair and we stole Tony's hair clipper to cut Eric's hair. <laughs> and Tony's still upset. It was a brand new hair clipper. <laughs> so, so if you guys are ever in Nebraska, you need to hit me up. In Nebraska. Okay. We're in Nebraska. So I'm in Lincoln, but I fly with uh, mostly with Nebraska Paramotor based out of uh, Southern Omaha. And oh, I've flown halfway across like the U.S. and it's still one of the most beautiful places I've ever flown. Like it's there's just so much to enjoy and, you, uh, and we, a huge community. Do you fly at the Field of Dreams? Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, we flew there. Oh, nice. Yeah. Once we, we were coming through. So we stopped there. Yeah. We went through. The, yeah, we went there once. When did you do that? Uh, last July, beginning of July, I think, in July 2021. That was right before I first hooked up with him. Okay, yeah. It, yeah. You probably just missed me because I trained uh, I trained somewhere else in April, and then it was later July that um, Nebraska Paramotor finished me up, and yeah, I, I love it down there. Yeah. Nice place. Mm -hmm. So... If you guys want to stick around for a moment or two, I think Deweese was walking over to the trike, but it might take a little bit. I can walk out a little ways and maybe we can get her on, hopefully, a good launch. Okay, I'm going to go see her. Bye, everybody. Thanks. Thank you, Steve, for joining in. Yep. Go get another flight in.
<laughs> All right. Did you put your equipment away? I'm, I'm gonna. Yeah. Okay. So. Mm -hmm. All right. So Steve, um, make sure you get us uh, some of your 360 bent <laughs> bent. Um, 360 camera video out soon. I never put out videos, so I don't know when I'm going to get around to it. Oh. You know me. It just sits on a hard drive. <laughs> right. All right. I'm going to go outside and see. Oh, she's still putting on her helmet. So if you guys want to stick around for a moment or two. Randy's pacing already. Uh-oh. Winds have calmed down. I'm going to go walk outside, so I guess okay. I'll say goodbye now, too. All right. Thank you for joining us. Thanks. Thanks, Karen. Yep. Bye. Okay. So Tony says, Tony said that Steve's going to talk about himself now. He also said that you look like you were in a karate Steve. earlier. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. I'm back again. <laughs> <laughs> I also got told I look like I was a motorcycle, and I said, "No, I'm just on a bicycle and physical therapy lately, trying to get my." I can't tell if around. she's like super tall or if you're super short. Uh, I'm a little taller than her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Louise is just still getting in. In I think she. On the back side of the, is that her back there? I think that's her still standing, right? Not behind my car. I think they're behind the trike. Dang it! Yeah. You, go you get can her. go over there. I think. I think. Oh, no Wi-Fi. I'm on this one. Oh. Yeah. I think I can only go about this far, so we can see her, the launch. I don't want to make her nervous. To Starlink. Jade, um, do you need a hotspot? You need a hotspot, Jade. Yeah. Yeah. Switch to Starlink because Steve had Starlink working all the way out there. Okay. All right, I'm going to switch Steve. Stay on here, okay? Okay. You just sing sing for him or start talking to people. Uh, that, oh, yeah, boy. Guys, I'm leaving you with Steve, so I, I apologize for a moment here. I'm going to do my vocal warm-ups. Me, 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 me. Bless your beautiful hide, no matter where she is. Wait, this is a disaster. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> so I guess I'm by myself at the moment. So while we're waiting on Jane, um, I had an awesome freaking flight lap. No, no, she's back. <laughs> there you go. Thank God. I was like panicking. It's like I have to tell a story or something. Go ahead. Tell a story. No. Yeah, Tony, it is beautiful tonight. I wore a stupid sweatshirt and I'm dying. <laughs> so I don't want to go to where Dweese will see me because I don't want to make her nervous. But she's doing awesome. And Randy is like... Where's she at on her setup? Me right now, trying not to... 
Um, we just started. He's on the back side of Eric. Eric's in the black with the black pants and the orange. Are you able to hear me, Steve? Yeah, I can hear you. You're breaking up a little bit, but I think you're fine now. Okay. So the house that's over there is the airports and past that house along the tree line is where we camped. And this whole grass area is uh, the grass runway. Here she goes. Oh, she's using my wing. She'll do good. Come on, girl. Cracked it. There's a lot of power. Yep. Come on, girl. Oh man, it kept breaking up. Come on, it's driving me nuts. I'm like as frustrated now as I was in the 90s trying to watch stuff online I shouldn't have as a kid. I couldn't hit the mute button fast enough. Sorry. Ugh. Somebody must be thinking about me. I better shot to ask her. He's always thinking about me. All right. Were you guys able to see her? I mostly heard her. It sounded like she got up. Oh, yeah, she did. She even corrected the, the wing and everything. Yeah, I saw it was like way off to the side at like yep. one frame and then it froze for a while. I was like, oh, was that a, was that going to be a kill or that's pretty cool. Right. Yeah. Let's see how long she stays up. I'll go over by the av gas here for a moment. The av gas, your babe. The av gas. See if we can see her up in the sky here. She's up over the tree line right now. Let's see. What are the comments? Buck moon tonight, Linda says. Tony says it looks like pavement. No, actually, that's beyond the tarmac here. It's all grass. And then the over there is the, the asphalt. So we got lots of grass here. Nice launch from what? You saw Gladys. Yep, she did awesome. We're just trying to get the the jitterbugs out of her. A jitterbug. <laughs> A jitterbug. Well, she's so on the way out here. She was looking for all the the farmland area, and um, she was making note of all the open fields and stuff so to, to fly over yeah just yeah. you know for outs and stuff but so. once you get up there's a whole bunch of um uh, right by the river there's a whole bunch of farm fields right yeah. right along the river so you can actually go all the way up to the city we flew all the way over the river the other night and because you could go all the way up the farm fields there is a lot of trees too but there's enough 
you get up high enough. This guy right here, if you ever run into him. Sean. I know Sean. We yeah. did kiting yeah. uh, ground school with him. Get some kiting awesome, with him. Awesome ground school that you did, Sean. <laughs> Still remembering what you taught us. <laughs> yeah, he beat the crap out of me at Bad Apples. Like, he was like all drill sergeant. He's like, why are you doing this? No, over here. Yeah. He yeah, wasn't, so he wasn't bad easy with us. whatsoever. He was, he, was, he was nice with us. <laughs> well, so, he knew me, so he's like, he could take abuse. I'm just going to yell at him. <laughs> so Tony's asking the total turnout for the fly-in. I had uh, 16 total registered uh, pilots, and that was just perfect for us. We actually, we went with our camper just beyond the manager's house, and then we had everybody else go beyond us, and... Susan Ray was here from North Carolina. These guys were right next to us. Um, we had a pancake breakfast right near this terminal here. Um, worked out good. Mm -hmm. um, and Angela wants to know whose trailers in the bars. That's first, the first truck is Karen and Steve's. Here comes Dewey's and then Eric's work truck and our, our trailer and then my car over there. So, good night, Gladys. Thank you guys for all joining. Looks like uh, Deweese is coming back. If you guys want to stick around a little bit, she's coming over the tree. Trees here. Is this her Maybe second flight higher. there, or has she done uh, more? Yep, this was her second. We're up Saturday evening. So. Oh my Deweese, I'm so proud of her. I know. Yeah. Randy's going to have an ulcer, but Why? no worries about her because she's just, uh, she does, she wants to do everything. What's everything? Oh, well, she's into cars and motorcycles they've gone through. He said at one point she had eight motorcycles at the house. And then she's Thanks. big into little two-seater cars and... Here she comes. She's dealing with the throttle and the opposite hand that she's used to. So, but she's doing good. It's a 28 meter Mac Para charger. Slow down, Deweese. I want to get there, but I want to get there alive. <laughs> 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 yeah, Tony. <laughs> Randy's more man than any of us. <laughs> it's like she's coming He's got to be. He's got to be. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Hang on, I'm trying to find her. Where are you, Deweese? There she is. Come on, girl. And she's really good at her landings. She doesn't think so, but I think they're going to try to talk her into doing a motor off. But bouncing around a little. She's down. Is it good? Down yeah. for the count. Down for the good. count. She That's did good. good. Woohoo! Yeah. All right, guys. Mm -hmm. Looks like a great airport. It is. And I'm sorry that you guys weren't able to come. 
thank you guys all for joining us tonight. And um, see you next week. Please we make don't sure see you, you on the air. We'll see you in the air. In the air. <laughs> make sure you give us a thumbs up. And let's see. Make sure you subscribe and tell all your friends about every everything and on our shows, okay? And we'll see you next week. Love you guys. Stay safe. We're calling.